Hey, y'all, before we get started, uh, we get told all the time that newbies will find the show and they'll start from episode one and work their way through. And it just means so much to Rich and I. And we just wanted to ask a favor of you, if that's you, if you've been enjoying the show, if you've been learning a lot, if you will leave an honest review over on your Apple podcasting app, or if you're listening on Spotify, you can leave a review there. We want to hear from you. We want to know how we can improve the show, how we can be better. It only takes a second. So if you'll leave us an honest review over on wherever you're listening to, we'd be forever grateful. Now let's get into the show. So Elon Musk buys Twitter. What does that mean for NFTs in the Web3 world? We're going to tell you coming right up. Did you even know what Web3 was before last year? We didn't either. And that's okay. But after hitting a million downloads, learning about NFTs, the newbies are at it again. But this time, we're going to be teaching you and learning along with you about Web3 and the metaverse. Hey, y'all. Welcome to today's episode. I am sorry slash not sorry that you're going to hear random people scream and yell and cars go by. We are outside of a coffee shop in South Carolina and we got together to make some content, spend some time together, talk about newbies and celebrate something pretty big, which I think you've heard on the show already that we hit a million downloads of the show. It's super, super cool. So we wanted to do this in person. So please forgive us that we're not in our normal studios, but speaking of not normal, Elon Musk buying Twitter, which I guess Maybe that is something rich people do. It's like, hey, I want to buy Twitter. 44 Billy. Was tw- is Twitter really worth that much? I mean, I guess. He's going to make it worth that much. It, it is worth that much. You know why? Because he bought it for that much. All I know is that my Facebook was blowing up with a whole bunch of like free speech people saying like America's saved and all this stuff. Like it was getting super dramatic. Well, I'm glad you said that. So here's the, the main things you need to know, but Heather and I want to attack it from a different angle than just what everyone else has been covering. So I looked at articles from uh, Fortune, from NPR, and a couple others, but here's the four main points. One, he's going to loosen up moderation, meaning what people are able to say and not say. You know, Heather kind of just mentioned the free speech thing. He's just like, uh, we're going to let people say whatever they got to say. That's good and bad. And, and I'll get yes. into that. It's good and bad for sure. Uh, but if we're talking about Web3 and the metaverse and all that, like, is, isn't that what we want? Like, to be able to say whatever? Hold on. I, I know. Oh, I know. God, we'll get into so it. Much. Yeah. Other main thing that's happening, he's probably going to make an edit button. So you can edit a tweet the same way you could edit a Facebook post. After people have already liked it and retweeted it and stuff? Yes. Weird. Well, there's pros and cons to that. Number three, he plans at least to make the algorithm available to show people how it works. Now, all these have pros and cons. But no one else has done that. And then last, the real big one that a lot of people are talking about is it'll probably become a platform where you could buy crypto and potentially NFTs. Those are the things that kind of pertain to what we talk about on a regular basis. Here's my initial thought before we dive into some of those things is Elon, he could be looked at as like the savior. He's the first person who is purchasing a social media platform, one of the big four or five that we all know and use and consume. And he is... Maybe going to be the guy who's like, no, I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you what you want because they move a decade at a time, Twitter. Like, what, the biggest thing they've done in, in the last 10 years was give you 100 more characters or 140 more characters? Big deal. So there's that. You know how he is, man. He's, he's an eccentric dude. So he's, I, I think, because it's not going to be private and only his, he can do whatever the hell he wants. He has no board to answer to. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want. And he could do anything he does want. But if you are new to this show, 
please know that if you want to see what's going on in the NFT and Web3 world, like Twitter's the spot. And I was surprised, weren't you? Like when we came on and we're like, Twitter? Damn, <laughs> we got to get in on that. Yeah, I know. 2021, 2022, Twitter and Discord's the NFT space. I do not see that being sustainable long-term. I think, you know, Instagram, I think some rich more people starting to talk about NFTs on Instagram. Communities are moving over to platforms like Circle, um, which is an interesting platform. I don't see Twitter being the NFT space for too much longer. You thought that? No, that's what I still think. That's what I still think. Really? Yeah. You think Twitter's going to be the space for NFTs and... Crypto? With that guy behind it? Yeah. It, but for it to be more mainstream, it's going to be a part of our daily conversation in, on every platform. Like right now, you can choose to engage with it or not. In five years, we'll all be engaged with it. Yes. Right. So it's not going to be pigeonholed to one platform, the conversation about crypto and NFTs and et cetera, oh, because well, it's going to be a part of our daily lives. That's what I'm saying. We agree that Discord is not going to be the only player on the block, and we hate it enough to know that. And Twitter's not going to just be the place, but I think that has changed. I do think with him behind it, he's the type of guy who, look, like, he's been polling people since the beginning of the month, you know, to determine, like, do you want an edit button? Do you want this? Would you like that? Like, he's already, like, dude, he has time to go on Twitter and ask your opinions about this stuff. It's because he wants to hear from you. He does what we do. We're doing what he does. So I do think he's going to be like, oh, there's no one that's going to fuck with Twitter. Yeah, I guess this is where, and I don't want to get political here at all. You know how we've talked about on this show with decentralization. I think you said it yesterday on our Instagram where you're like, do you really want things to be decentralized where there's no police, there's no one that you can call for support. And with edit buttons and everything being free and nobody being censored, again, I don't want to get political here. I'm not going to make any kind of blanket statements. I'm just saying we need to be very cautious and aware of the real reality that there's a lot of bullying online. There is a lot of hate and things that we need to be cautious of. And so trying to figure out that balance of moving towards decentralization and free speech and et cetera, et cetera, but also to having accountability. Yeah. I do not get an accountability vibe from this. And I have no opinions on this guy. Like you don't shit on success. And this guy's insane. He's the richest guy in the world. Okay. For a reason. He's, he's, Incredibly smart, socially awkward, um, but he's always doing good things. But here's a quote from, I believe, an NPR article. Twitter currently bans harassment, abuse, and posts that wish physical harm to someone. The platform has other guardrails, too, like a prohibition on misinformation related to COVID. Experts who study social networks fret about must push to loosen the rules of engagement on Twitter. They say that could give license to harassers, trolls, and others who abuse the platform to target people. Okay, so Will Smith. Will Smith. Like, Will. maybe there's, that happened, and I guess his Twitter account got removed, actually. But like, Did his Twitter endure- account get removed? Yeah, after that. And the point I'm trying to make is he could have endured a ton. And don't think these celebrities don't look at that stuff, but some of the stuff that could have been questionable or way over the top in this day with Elon Musk, it would remain. Is that good or bad? Probably not good. Okay, opening the algorithm to public. Here, I just want to comment real quick on that that part. There's a lot of people within the network who say it is so dense and complex as it is, the company's own software engineers can be perplexed trying to understand its logic. Wow. You know, so like, imagine that. Like, 
you have your system or we have our system for podcasting or operations or how we use Google Drive and where we upload and all this stuff. And like, hey, make it open to the public. It's like, no, but it's it's like my messy room. Like, leave it alone. I know where everything mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, no, we're going to show everyone. And then everyone's going to be like, your shit's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specey who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind NFTs, how to buy NFTs, what in the world is minting phase, secondary market, a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs Simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. It's, it's interesting. I know Brian was saying yesterday, I'm so sick of hearing about Elon Musk and Twitter. And I said, friend, like in a week or two, it's all going to be died down. I don't know. I'm interested to see how it pans out with different personalities and people getting on Twitter who weren't on Twitter before and now having voice again. It'll it'll make for some good comedy. A lot of comedians are going to have a lot of good material. I agree. With this uncensored Twitter. Let me just put it that way. Chris Rock type material. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, launching a war on the bot armies is something. So fake accounts that are programmed to respond to tweets on certain topics. Uh, thank is, God. Is, is something he wants to kind of combat. Thank um, God on that. That's a good one. Yeah. And here's what he wrote. If our Twitter bid succeeds, which it did, we will defeat the spam bots or die trying, uh, adding he'd like to authenticate all real humans. Um, You know what was funny? When Twitter announced the ability to make your NFT a profile picture, he actually had a, I have it in here somewhere. He wrote, this is annoying. (gasps) I know. (laughs) I thought that was kind of interesting. So uh, does that go against what I'm thinking here? I don't know. I mean, I hate to say this on the show. I think it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it is. No, I, mean, I know, but like I'm saying, like this dude's going to be all about NFTs and crypto, but he doesn't. He's not happy about introducing NFT profile well, pictures. Well, I'm all about NFTs and crypto, but I still would prefer a real life photo over an NFT. And I know everybody's going to shoot me saying that, but I mean, I've shared my stance on that. That's why you'll still see Heather's mug on her profile pictures, even though I'm talking about NFTs. I'm sorry, I'm countercultural here, rebel life. Well, here's one thing I want to talk to you about. Hmm. Uh, last two things. One is, and this is from TechCrunch, really, really good ideas in here. The social network is at the heart and soul of crypto and NFTs, whether we like it or not. Uh, So that's important. And they talked about Coinbase launching a beta of their NFT marketplace with partnerships and a handful of other top collections. Who is the number one NFT marketplace that we all know, Heather? OpenSea. If, and this is very possible, because Twitter is basically serving as the central curation front end for every NFT storefront and letting users leave feedback... What happens if he creates a marketplace on Twitter? Ooh. Will he be ambitious and be like, oh, OpenSea? It was real. Have fun. Yeah, he would. He you would. You know he would. Of course he would. Oh, come on. <laughs> and by crypto. Like, oh, just go to Twitter. Yeah. Just go to Twitter. Like, you don't need to go to MoonPay. You don't need to go to 
MetaMask to buy crypto. You don't need to go to here. You don't need to go to here. Like, mm-hmm. just go to Twitter. You can do everything you need to right That's there. That's nuts. And this is complete speculation. I can't back it up, but let's say I see activity and I bought a V friend for, I'm doing Heather movements right now. Oh my God. You're welcome. Let's say Heather bought a V1, a V friend series one for 10 ETH over what the floor price was or what it's valued at. There would be comments allowed. I've read this somewhere. There'd be comments allowed. So you could be like, what is steel? Or are you stupid? Or whatever. Like, that's, that's what my Coinbase favorite. Coinbase is doing, isn't, aren't they? Is it? Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Coinbase is having a kind of a social platform where it has like a feed where you can see what people are buying and selling and be able to like comment on it and so forth. Right now, it's just like, I think in beta, so not every, it's not open to the public, but that's what they're trying to do is is create that kind of social curation. So it'll be interesting to see how Twitter and Coinbase, if Twitter goes that direction, how they would uh, compete against each other. Yep. As far as the, uh, the crypto part, unregulated, okay? Um, if, if we did the crypto part and it was unregulated and think of the decentralized app, we all know Discord, does scamming still happen in there? It's like a smart contract. If this and that, if you open up a marketplace on Twitter, then you have to make sure your scam stuff is under control. Like you want that to just live on Discord. You want that to just live over here. But if you open up that can of worms for everyone else, then all of a sudden Twitter is going to be one of the main reasons people are getting scammed out of hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars. So the last thing I'll read from TechCrunch is this. Ultimately, the realest stumbling block with Twitter is the same one that gaming chat app Discord has struggled with, mainstream user perception. Twitter knows that they would infuriate just as many users as they would excite if they built their own NFT platform. Discord tried to, I didn't know this, Discord tried to beta test some NFT-centric features several months ago, and a short tweet showcasing an in-app wallet plugin led to thousands of dunk tweets on the Discord CEO, and they did a pullback. This would undoubtedly be the case for Twitter, which already finds itself wandering ass backwards into plenty of controversies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I think it's cool that someone as forward-thinking as him, someone who challenges the status quo as him, is taking charge of the platform sure. that we all go to sure. for our stuff. Does it come with its own problems, though? Yeah. It'll be interesting. Listen, what we want you to do is we want you to head over to Twitter and tweet us. Tweet us and let us know what you think about Elon Musk buying the platform. Are you for it, against it? What are some things that we didn't consider? Some other thoughts that you'd like to add? But Rich is going to throw out a random question that he's going to come up with right now to end the show. What you got? All right. You can't be cheating. You're looking up random questions. I am. I'm looking up. What's the most beautiful place you've ever seen? I want to say somewhere in Israel. I loved the Sea of Galilee, Um, Israel. It's beautiful. What about you? The Australian Alps. I, I don't even have words. Is that in Australia? Austrian. Oh. Did I say Australian? I don't know. The I, Austrian well, Alps. It's, it's all this traffic. It's called the Stubai, Stubai Trail in the Austrian Alps. It was a beautiful city. And then we go up into the mountains and you would just hike for a day until you got to this random Did cabin. I see those videos? You, you those showed videos. me those. Yeah, that's really pretty. And it was just like, I'd pass goats. I'd pass, you know, like free like cows and we'd stay at these cabins but it was just like it was crisp oh there's these like streams and i just like put my water ball there or water bottle there your like, water this bowl? Is, i was like he's doing some yoga like, with a sound thing yeah. going. <laughs> this is the most amazing water i've ever had like it was crazy beautiful 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 and um i don't think i could ever forget that so that's all i got love you guys bye